Hello and welcome to Game Train Podcast, episode 68. Aww. I'm Helen Davison. Yeah, you one off 69. <laughs> and that is, that is not Carl. His voice voice hasn't changed. That's right. We have no Carl again this week. He's off doing his nails today, so we miss out on Carl. Instead, we've got Mrs. Lalante back in the house. It's Mrs. Lalante, not no fun Carl. <laughs> So, Carl, if you are listening to this, I hope your nails are very nice and shiny for mm. your gig. Um, and, yeah, he'll be back next week. I keep saying this, but... Come <laughs> back, Carl. Get... It was only a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we've got a, uh, a big news-filled episode this week. Mm. Plus, we've also got um, some talk on that Untitled Goose game, which came out. Onk. Uh we are reviewing Zelda, mm-hmm. the Link's Awakening remake. I keep saying almost a link to the past for some reason, but it's Link's Awakening. The classic Game Boy game has been remade for the Nintendo Switch, so we've got a full review on that. Plus, of course, our lame love and hype trains. But first, let's roll into that news. <laughs> News this week. It was big news week. Uh, Sony had their state of play, their little uh, Nintendo Direct ripoff where they show <laughs> a bunch of... It's true, though, yeah. Look at them side by side and have almost taken yeah. it um, graphic by graphic now. It's getting getting a bit ridiculous. But this was I'm your sure hype that... last week. It was. It was my hype because um, <laughs> I'm always excited for Sony news and they had a lot to show off. So they showed off the Call of Duty story trailer. Uh, for Modern Warfare, which is coming out 25th of October. And they've also announced that Call of Duty will be getting a one-year exclusive mode on the PS4 called Spec Ops Survival Mode. Um, so for everyone that has a PC and Xbox, um, no survival mode for you for a year, which is a strange choice, I feel, for a year exclusive content because the Call of Duty games generally have a one-year shelf life because then they roll out the next one the following year. So, yeah, that was a bit of a, a left-field one. PlayStation just want more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think uh, Sony paid them a big bag of cash on that. Yeah. For those that are excited about the Medieval remake, which is coming out this year, there is a demo out now on the PlayStation Network, so you can jump in and try out the first two levels on that remade classic. Mm-hmm. Civilization VI is coming to the PS4. So for those Civ fans out there, jump on that when it eventually releases. I wonder... Also... Sorry, I wonder if that's because of the new Red Death uh, maybe, battle royale maybe. mode that would maybe. be more suited to controllers yeah yeah could be could be um i don't know or maybe they're just expanding how get it expanding civilization no ah. um uh, yeah uh death stranding is getting a limited edition controller and console so that looks really cool actually the controller looks really cool it's just this nice yellow etc so yeah check that out when death stranding releases in november this year uh did you ever play oxen free no i don't believe i did it's an amazing indie game i fully recommend it try mm-hmm. it out sometime but the creators of that have shown off a new trailer for this game called after party mm. where you are in hell with satan and you and your friend are trying to drink themselves around hell pretty much cool <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it, it it looks really really fun. That comes out October twenty nine. So Oxenfree was awesome. Great story. Mm-hmm. Great presentation. They've gone with the same sort of look and feel for this one, so I'm kind of excited for that one too. I'll have to check it out. It sounds good. On PS Plus this month, Sony are giving away, or, you know, included with your subscription, is The Show 19, which is a baseball game, and The Last of Us Remastered. So the first Last of Us for who have not played that game is coming to PS Plus this month. I must get this. So have you played Last of Us? No, I have not. <laughs> oh my god! Don't tell Sammy. Don't tell Sammy. I'll be in so much trouble. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! You're you're in for a treat. Get the tissues ready as well. Oh my lord! Um, yeah. But with that, the big announcement from the um, from the PS um, state of state play. Of play. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry, frog in my throat. Is the Last of Us Part Two has got its mm. release date finally. As the rumors alluded to over the last couple of months, it is out February February twenty first, twenty twenty. So, Ooh. I am super excited for this. It looks incredible. It, I'm not going to go into details on the trailer because you have not played the first one, so I will skip that part. But it <laughs> looks incredible. It's a great, probably swan song to this generation. I feel it's going to be one of those ones that hopefully people talk about for a long time to come just like the original last of us and it sets mm-hmm. up a great game of the of the year battle next year between the last of us part two and cyberpunk 2077 so oh. I'm, I'm excited for oh. those to go head to head oh yeah bring on the juggernauts yeah let's just hope it doesn't turn into anthem oh man could you imagine <laughs> that cyberpunk <laughs> comes out and gets the same reception that anthem did uh, I think Kyle would cry. I think yeah. he would. He's, he's so hyped for that game, but yeah. I also- think a lot of them would too. <laughs> oh, man, imagine that. No, I couldn't imagine um, CD Projekt Red dropping the ball like that. Like, really. If, yeah, they've, they've produced quality for years, so it's one of those uh, publishers that you generally back in. Also, in other news, apart from PlayStation stuff... The uh, a few Australian-made video games are being put into the National Archives. This is cool. Which is really exciting. So, um, just trying to find my thing here. Organised me. Yeah, yeah. And I've, here we go. Right, so, the National Films Down Archive, which they pretty much, you know, archive away uh, music, films and all that, Australian-made... They're now going to start putting video games in there. So this is super exciting. That's so cool. So eight games have been named so far, which includes The Hobbit, which came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. Halloween Harry, which you've played. I've oh, never heard of that. I love <laughs> Halloween Harry. It was like, it's like my childhood, like <laughs> Halloween Harry and Commander Keen and so, yeah, Hugo. That's, that's being put in. I didn't know that was made by Australians. Um, Shadowrun. Uh, LA, LA Noir, which came out in 2011 from Team Bondi. Submerged. Hollow Knight, which was one of the great indie yeah. games, which came out in 2017 by Team Cherry. Florence and Aspire 1 VR Operative, which actually I haven't heard of, but that's a 2019 game. So a 2019 game is being put into the archives, which is wow. an interesting one. Yeah, so that's really exciting. And these games will be on show from September 27th at the Game Masters Exhibition, which is taking place in Canberra. Ooh, 
Oh, excellent. Yeah, so that's a that's a lot of cool news right there. And Go Aussies. You shot me some um, interesting news here about mm-hmm. um, an indie game which is changing or an adding in for dyslexic players. So Overland, which is this indie game, they're adding in a new font so um, dyslexic people can can read it easier. Mm, yeah, I uh, think it's a really awesome step forward to accessibility. Yeah, like, like, I'm hearing this, that more game companies have not done this. And also in a bit of other news, which you also sent me this morning as well, Bandai Namco is putting a lawsuit against At Games. So they sort of um, at, um, arcade games, etc. And they wanted to do a Miss Pac-Man one. And... I don't think they got the rights to it, but they went, mm-hmm. bugger it, bugger it. Let's do it anyway. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe original Pac-Man I would buy a retro console for, or, like, uh, Space Invaders, but Miss Pac-Man? Like, why would you risk a lawsuit yeah, exactly. over that? <laughs> it's crazy. And I don't think Miss Pac-Man was that different to Pac-Man. It was just Pac-Man with a boat. No. Was it? Yeah. So Yep. Oh, it's um it's a bizarre one and that a company in this day and age would actually just go out and try and do something like that and not see the repercussions of their actions. A little a little silly from Matt Games mm. there. So yeah, it should be interesting to see how that one pans out. And uh on the end of that, that's the news. Let's roll into the games we have been playing. All right. I think think we've been playing pretty much the same game. Pretty much. So I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, (laughs) Oh, who is surprised? I know, I know. Uh, Quick update. Oh, my God. Shock horror. I've been playing Final Fantasy. (laughs) I should just call this the Final Fantasy XIV podcast now. Um, (laughs) I'm getting near the end of Heaven's Ward, though. I am level fifty nine, so Ooh. I'm I'm uh, I'm almost there. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, once I hit sixty and complete um, Heaven's Wardo, I'm going to go back to my crafting, level those mm-hmm. up to sixty, and then probably have a little break before I get into Stormblood. I think. I mm. think I, I think I do need a little break. I was feeling it last night, especially when I was um playing it earlier in the night. I was just like, mm, I think I need a break from this for like a couple of weeks. So yeah. I'll, I'll have a little break at the end of Shadow, um, sh- not Shadow, um, Heaven's Ward, and then, yeah, move on from there. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. But, okay, enough of Final Fantasy, because people <laughs> really, probably switched off the podcast right now and gone and done something else. But Untitled Goose Game. Yes. Let's talk about the Goosey Gander itself. Hong Kong, Hong Kong. So uh, this one's, yeah, been coming for a while now. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what it is, it you play as a goose. Yep. Can, can I read the uh, the subtext for this game? It's a lovely morning in the village, and you are a horrible goose. Yes. And that's pretty much the game. <laughs> pretty much, you're you're a prick of the goose. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're an asshole goose. You're the worst goose. Your objective is to pretty much ruin everyone's day. <laughs> That's what that's what this game is about. You're going Your objectives. in there, yeah, yeah. You're you're just a jerk. You are like the <laughs> farmer's going about his business. You can waddle up as your goose self, honk at him, and then spray him with water. 
you know, just. <laughs> or, or when you you make the poor kid like trip over and you steal his glasses. <laughs> it's just the worst goose, but it's this beautiful sort of cartoony look to it. It's it's such a different take on, I guess, like stealth based puzzles because that's yes. what it, what it is. And they've done a great job with this game. Just the entertainment value of being a goose and just the honk gets me every time I honk. And you can put a bottle on your nose and and you honk with the bottle on your nose and it makes a different side of honk. <laughs> and there's walkie-talkies. So I set a walkie-talkie up and I dropped one next to the, the little boy. The little boy's easy to scare. So you put one next to the little boy and then you take the other walkie-talkie and walk away and then honk and he shits himself because the honk's coming out of the walkie-talkie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, what's possessed the goose to go and do this? He just got up one day and just gone, I'm going to be an asshole today. <laughs> but the, and- the coolest thing about this, I don't know if you realised beforehand, but this is actually funded by the Victorian state government. Yes. yes Australia. It, yeah, which is... Another bizarre thing. So I think Film Victoria put a bunch of money into it, and and yeah, so that's really kind of cool that they got on board to help out like an indie developer, mm. you know, publish their game. Um, yeah. you pretty much you're given a big checklist in this of objectives to do, like you were saying, you know, the boy's glasses, or you know, set up a picnic, or mm-hmm. wet wet the farmer, and all <laughs> this sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of fun, like sitting there just trying to work out all all the different ways you can sort of go about your objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's a, that's been a great fun time on the, uh, on, on, on the old Untitled Goose game. Yeah. Have, have uh, you been checking out anything other than Goosey Ganders? Gooseys. Um, so I also got our review game, which we'll talk about later, the, mm-hmm. um, the Link's Awakening. Yes. Yeah, I went away on holidays. So. Oh, wow. So yeah, I've been away on holidays and I, thanks to Calgar, got Untitled Goose Game and just didn't, my kids have been playing it and my son loves it. He just runs around honking. Um, <laughs> um, but I, we got a game called Oninaki. Uh, it's a Square Enix game for the Switch. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So we were looking at a few. So we we're looking at Astral Chain, Z- Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Onanaki, and we settled on Onanaki. Um, I've not played a whole lot because it is a JRPG. I'm assuming I'm going to have to sink like hundreds of hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play as a watcher, and all souls, um, once you die, all your souls go to the afterlife. And if you they don't get lost, they get reincarnated. And as a watcher, you have to help the lost souls move on mm-hmm. um so it's very very dark like the it opens and your parents die oh. and they're like don't be sad because if you're sad for the soul they won't be able to move on and so i'm like oh fuck this is heavy <laughs> yeah wow straight into um, it yeah but so far um the combat is interesting um you can swap between going into like the real world and the shadow world i don't know what actual name for it is but you can Mm -hmm. switch between the worlds um your weapons are like demons that were lost souls but can't be saved so you they're kind of like living weapons um and you collect them so i've got two at the moment (laughs) 
Yeah, a bit like Pokemon. They follow you around and have special abilities, but they're oh, people. Oh, right, okay. And um, A bit like Fate so Stay Night. So do they have their own stories, these demons that follow you around sort of thing as well? Yeah, they do, and um, they have their own little biography, but they forget who they are. So I think the more that you uh, use them and grow your bond, you help them to remember what their past oh, was. okay. Hmm. So... Yeah, as I said, I haven't got a whole lot into it, but I am enjoying it. Um, yeah, I just randomly picked it up from EB Games. So, is so it, uh, is, that's the one from yeah. RPG Factory, yeah? Uh, Square um, Enix. I'm uh, not sure if it is an RPG Factory one, to be completely honest. Were they the ones that did um, I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere? Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm. Yes. So Onanaki is on mm-hmm. Steam as well. Okay. Um, uh, Onanaki action roleplay game by Tokyo RPG Factory and published yeah. by Square. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they've, they've been rolling there out those go. RPGs the last few years now, actually. Um, yes, yeah, Setsuna and um, Lost Sphere being the other, other two. Yeah, I think that's what sold me with the Setsuna. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. I don't think I'll return. Nice, it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What have you been uh, playing? Final Fantasy fourteen in Goose Game. I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> I downloaded Co- I downloaded Code Vein last night, but I haven't started it yet. You know what I downloaded? What? I love you, Kamsen. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I will be playing it tomorrow night with my bucket of chicken, as you suggested. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good to have a bucket of chicken playing that game. Yeah, oh. so I'm excited to play that one tomorrow. Which... Well, that's a great segue, funnily enough, into our shout-outs this week. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to promote yourself, you have the floor. Ah, so I am... Um... Hi, Mrs. Monte. <laughs> I have no idea how bad that sounds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mrs. Lante, I do a shit load of stuff on the internet, I guess. Uh, yeah, by the time this is released, I will have had played Colonel Sanders, so you can catch the VOD at twitch.tv slash Mrs. Lelante. Uh, last night, I had Cal on Mrs. Lelante's tentacle time. Mm-hmm. That highlight will be there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it Forever. won't, people. You don't want to go watch that. Don't go watch that. Um, yeah. You did so well. It was so much fun. <laughs> my my cheeks hurt from laughing so much. <laughs> but we had Cal singing and, uh... Every time we did the Lost in Translation, you took the girly voice, which was great. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little fuck chicken. I got you. Oh, hey there. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) It was good. And and you were selling. No, did you sell the pussy pouch? No. You were selling. No, there was um, the head thing with the hair and the. Yeah, the head sucker and. Yeah. So yeah, you go. Don't go. Well, you can go check it out, but um, yes. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't at me, bro. But I'm gonna make sure Carl goes on there sometimes. So yeah. He, yeah. So he can't use it against me because then I can just fire back with something else back. Yeah. So everybody, it, don't forget to tweet uh, Carl for tentacle time. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> my favorite part 
was almost at the end when we all jumped on Calgar's stream and everyone called him Paul. <laughs> that was so much fun. I've been going to his stream the last couple of weeks and just gone, hey, Paul, what's going on? And into Paul's and saying, hey, Andrew, what's up sort of thing. So I've been having fun <laughs> with that and, uh, yeah, just went next level. So, um, There's a full yeah. raid of Paul's. <laughs> oh, Some of yeah. them were so good, like... Hi, Paul. How you doing, Paul? Hope you're having a great night, Paul. Looks great, Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. <laughs> and he's just like, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> He'd know it was coming from me straight away that I set him up for that. But, yeah, it was uh, good times. Mm. But, yeah, everyone go check out Mrs. L's streams when she does stream on Twitch. She does good entertaining content. And, uh, yeah, jump in for a giggle and a laugh. Um <laughs> Again, I'm going to promo the old PAX uh, Bob the panel. That's the word, panel at PAX. That's Woo. right. I'm hosting a panel at PAX this year with the SIGA uh, Game Masters, four guys that worked on, at the SIGA Hotline back in the early 90s. Come along and check out all their funny stories and anecdotes from back in the day. You can get Ooh. catch us at 11 a.m. on the EB live stage at PAX. We'll also, there. I'll be helping out with Generosity, which is the non for profit charity organization who'll be doing live streaming at PAX as well. So they'll be up on the Twitch main page, etc. I'll be dropping links around when all that's going up. Carl and I will be doing a bunch of stuff with them. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. And also Gaming Australia on Facebook. Go check them out. Facebook.com slash Gaming Australia. Big community of people on there. Um, and yeah, um, that's all the shout outs for this week, I think. So... Let's uh, let's hit up that review with The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Remake. Alright, so developed and published by Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening has been remade for the modern day console. Originally out on the Game Boy back in the early 90s, you play as Link again, as always in Zelda games, and you mm -hmm. wake up on a mysterious island after your ship sort of gets washed away. Ooh. Uh, it's that classic 2D Zelda style, top down, but they've changed the graphics up into... Um, using this effect that makes it look like toy miniatures mm -hmm. where they have the top and the bottom of the screen sort of blurred. So it's supposed to be a one-to-one -one remake of the classic game, which is very, very cool for them to have done this because um, I missed out when I was a child on this one. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I loved Zelda when I was a kid. I, I just It was just one that, I don't know, I just never took my fancy, which was a bit of a strange one, but... Yeah, it's it, it's back, and I'm I'm really happy they've done this. Like, mm. I'm really happy they've made this game. Like, we'll remade this game. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for it too. It's been it's it's been really good. It's been um it's been surprising for someone who hasn't actually played the original. I I am enjoying this immensely. 
Yeah, it's uh, well, it's yeah, traditional Zelda view. I think you yeah, eight dungeons. You go into dungeons, solve puzzles. You get different items and abilities and things from each dungeon, which helps you complete the puzzles, move on to the next one, mm-hmm. solve other pu- puzzles in the overworld. Uh, you know, it's it's that sort of sort of game. You know, um, there's heaps of different abilities and items, things like you can jump in this one. Actually, the jumping mechanic. No, that's insane. Yeah, like this is the not, first jumping game, I think. I I think so. Oh, Zelda two, which was on the NES, you could jump, but that was a side-scrolling Zelda mm. game. But this is a top-down one where you can jump, which was really <clears throat> interesting. Actually, it adds a lot to puzzles. Like sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh, that's right. I can just jump that gap, can't I? Flips across ah. it. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Of course, they've got old favourites like the hookshot, the boomerang, etc., etc. Another interesting thing they did with this Zelda is that they added other Nintendo characters in from Mario. I was just going to ask that because I was like, this seems weird. Why is there a chomp and why are the Goombas and why are they piranha plants? <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. It's like you walk into the town and one of the first things you see is a chomp chomp on a on a leash and you're like, that's not supposed to be in Zelda. It's the wrong it's the wrong franchise there, yep. guys. And then as you go along you find Goombas down in like, you know, in underground that weird, areas. That weird side scroll, like you go downstairs and then it turns into a flat two D side scroller. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. It's like they didn't kind of know what this game was gonna be and they were just sort of putting ideas out there mm. like could you imagine sitting around a table how are we going to re- reinvent zelda this time guys what about goombas <laughs> <laughs> it actually reminded me a bit of um uh wreck it ralph so at the um at the end of wreck it ralph cubit got added into the game um, oh, yes. and they added the cubit things in so when I started seeing it all, I'm like, huh, well, maybe they're adding like these retro things into this new Zelda thing like that. I don't, I don't know. I was well, like, they were <laughs> in the original as well, all the Goombas and, and all, oh, and all really? That. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, which is strange again, like back in early nineties, they're like, let's put the Goombas and the Chomp Chomp and, and wow. Piranha Plants. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, a, a a different sort of spin on things every now and then. Like they're not that prominent, but every now and then, you know, they're there and and you sit up and take notice. Yeah. There is a fish. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, There is a fishing mini game. So yeah, I can go on my fishing adventures, catch fish and all that sort of stuff. There is a claw mini game with actual claw physics, which I don't know if that's frustrating or or what. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I got it first time and I'm like, I bet you anything it's going to be a weak fucking claw and it's just going to fall out. And it did. And I was like, yeah. So that was one change they made from the original because the original one, if you just got the claw over something, supposedly it would always pick it up. But they yeah. added the whole claw machine physics now and some people have been raging about it online. Yep. I'm with you, fam. I fucking feel you so badly. <laughs> i tell you what I do love in this game is that... and. What was missing for me in Breath of the Wild was the dungeons and the dungeon puzzles. 
Like I, I loved going into all these dungeons and working out what's, you know, through there, you find the boss key, you find the compass, you find the map, mm -hmm. um, you never get through the dungeon. I, I just love these things. It's a lot of fun. And they, this is something new they've added. They've actually added a dungeon creator mode. Oh. Yeah. I haven't got to that yet. Oh, there's a guy you find and you and you speak to him and he's like, hey, I've got like a, a chore thing for you. Check this out. You can make dungeons. So pretty much you get a bunch of squares of rooms that you've completed in other dungeons and then you can fit them together to make your own little custom dungeon. Holy heck. Yeah, that so is you so cool. You can take rooms from like the first dungeon, the third dungeon, the fifth dungeon, etc. Add them all, make some sort of crazy your own sort of dungeon, hand it across to a friend, and get them to play through it or whatever, which is kind of cool. That is very cool. Um, it, it just works on a simple grid based system because all it's all squares. Super Mario and Maker for Zelda. Yeah, exactly. You could see that almost. Maybe they're just sort of testing the waters on that, see what could happen. Go, ooh wonder if people would like this and maybe we'll see a Zelda Zelda game maker in 12, 18 months time, mm, that's which would cool. be uh, really cool. Um, but yeah, look, the, the music is back. The classic Zelda overtunes and all that is just wonderful to hear again. Mm. Just gives that sense of Zelda adventure, something about that theme. That's nostalgic. nostalgic. Yeah. It just makes you think of your childhood when life was an easier time. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Um, the one thing that hurts in this game, and I did mention it briefly last week when I first jumped on the game, is the frame rate droppage. Mm -hmm. It can get pretty bad around the town and some other smaller areas, which is really disappointing because when the frame rate isn't dropping and getting choppy, the game runs beautifully. Mm. It just sucks that in a few areas that... It drops down and it's very noticeable because the rest of the game runs so well. Have you run into anything like this? Honestly, I haven't, but I've only played handheld mode because I've been oh, on okay. holidays. I've only, I've been on holidays, so I've only played in handheld. And to yep. be completely honest with you, like I love my wife to pieces, but she <laughs> keeps taking it off me. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> had much of a chance to have play, so you know, just a little <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> it's okay to, to be honest she has never played a zelda game before um and we were so I, we drove up to the sunshine coast i grabbed it before we left it was a two and a half hour drive and i said hey you should just like load it up and play it while we're driving i don't mind and yeah, yeah. i didn't get it back for the week so wow i kept wow. having to say so this is why i picked up on anaki because i was like well fuck it i want a new play game to play then <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, I've I've, yeah. I've enjoyed my time with Zelda. It's it's been good just getting back in that classic two D mm. style. I, I really hope Nintendo eventually make a new two D Zelda, you know, a fresh one, so to get stuck into again. But yeah, yeah we'll pr we'll probably see Breath of the Wild two first, and then you think there'll be they... a two? There, there was a trailer. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm behind. <laughs> At the uh, Game Awards last year, yeah, they showed off a. Uh, a trailer for it, or was nice. it E3? I'll have to have to check that out. See, no, I it was it E3. Sorry, E3. They finished off their Nintendo mm. Direct with uh, Breath of the Wild two trailer. Cool. So, so the shrines didn't do it to you in terms of dungeon. No, um, they just 
What I love about dungeons is just generally how big they are and mm. and sort of, you know, the, the shrines were cool, but it was generally one or two rooms and you're kind of done. Yeah. I, I, I like how each dungeon has their own theme, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know, different enemies, different abilities are needed. There's just something about that classic Zelda dungeon style mm. that I absolutely love and that was the biggest thing for me missing from Breath yeah. of the Wild. And I, I guess the... The big, I can't remember what they're called now, the big animatronic. Oh, yeah, the, like, um, I'm going to say primals, but they're not primals at no, all. No, no, um, <laughs> it's Final Fantasy talking, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that the, was a little dungeon-esque. Yeah, yeah, th- look, they they were, but um, again, I was like, was when, I, when I got into the first one, I was like, yep, cool, it has that dungeon feel, but they were very same-same in the mm. way they looked and felt, and it yeah, it was like, it felt like half a dungeon kind of thing. I yeah. Just, yeah, no, that's completely yeah, 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 fair. Yeah, That's completely yeah. fair. Um, but we aren't reviewing Breath of the Wild today. We Sorry. are reviewing. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. That Some grievances with that game. Like, Breath of the Wild's amazing, but I still have grievances with it, of course. Um, but yeah, Zelda, what what do you give on your playtime with Zelda so far? Uh, honestly, I am a Zelda fangirl through and through, so this one scratched every itch that I needed in the short time that I played, and I'm sure I'm going to have lots of fun with it to have in the future, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Wow, very nice, very mm. nice. Uh, for me, I've had a lot of fun with it. As I said, you know, that old nostalgic feel, so much feels. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome game. The frame rate hurts again, so I've had to dock a little for that, um, but... It's, it's not a bad game by any means. Like, you know, if you've got a Switch, you're a Zelda fan, or you're looking for a cool adventure, go check out mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening remake, and I'm giving it an 8.9 out of 10. 8.9? Yeah. Undecided. <laughs> 8.9? It's like 89 out of 100, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. All right, so this is the part where we'd normally have people write in and ask us questions, but people have been very quiet at the moment, bit bit, bit shy. So I'm going to just throw out a random question at Mrs. L here, and she can, uh, <laughs> she can answer it. Um, I like how you're not asking me to ask you another random question after last week. <laughs> uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, all right. What's one of your earliest video game memories that got you into video games? Oh, okay. So I actually, I actually vividly remember my first experience. Your, your voice changes still on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Ah. Uh. Just cut that one out. Um, (laughs) I actually remember my very first experience. So we lived in Mount Isa, which is a mining town. My dad Mm -hmm. worked in the mines. And I would have been, my youngest brother was an infant, so I would have been maybe six or seven years old. Mm -hmm. I remember sneaking out of my bed with my brother and, like, sitting quietly as we could in the doorway and watch my mum and dad play Super Mario World 3. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So my my parents were very young 
Um, so, yeah, I remember just sitting there and watching them um, play that until they got up and told us to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but as in terms of me playing games, I remember when the internet got turned on at my school. This is how old we are. Um, the internet got turned on in our school. It was a big thing and they had... They bought all these computers and we learned what www dot meant and um, had like these classes on what the internet was. Um, and the first game I played at school was the Oregon Trail. <laughs> because Oregon Trail? Yeah, because that's apparently educational. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the first game I remember playing in about year four. Wow. I think. Um, I probably played games before that, but my parents were pretty like stringent on this is mine, not yours. So, uh, yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's just interesting always talking to people about, you know, their first sort of memories of it and, mm. you know, what sort of, you know, what they're like, oh my God, like you watching Mario in the doorway. That's, that's cool. That's a cool little anecdote. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually vividly have this memory. Like, I don't remember much as a kid, but I just remember sneaking out and watching my parents play that. Like, that's so That's cool. awesome. And, like, oh, like, yeah, sorry. The, the one thing I used to love doing was sneaking over to my mm -hmm. friend's house to play the LucasArts game Day of the Tentacle oh. um, when her dad was out because she had a computer and I didn't. Oh, wow. And um, so we would sneak out to her yeah. place and play it. And you had to, back then you had to get the book out because you needed to know, um, it would give you a number and you'd have to decide which, you have to find which sugar and lettuce and vinegar to make the time machine work so you could play the game. It was their DRM of huh. the time. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I remember playing a lot of tentacles. Is that why you got an obsession with tentacles now? Probably, probably, but uh, yeah, my my color scheme of tentacles is definitely based after that did game. You ever, Lots did of you ever memories. Did you play a remake of Day of the Tentacle? <laughs> yeah, I, I own it. I own several copies of Day <laughs> of the Tentacle. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that's nostalgia. Like, I just I remember my next door neighbor and I just playing Day of the Tentacle, not knowing what the fuck we we're doing, but just having fun with it because it was a pretty cool point and click adventure back in you know what ninety ninety three or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, point and clicks were huge back then. Like, yeah, um, Monkey Island and... Yeah, Monkey Island. I think Kyle's got a Monkey Island tattoo. Oh, wow. Um, Discworld... Leisure Suit Larry. Le Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> yep. Uh, Discworld for me. I played a lot of Discworld yep. back in the day. Loved that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was something about point and clicks that were just, yeah, magical. It's a shame they don't really sort of do them anymore. I guess the Telltale games in a way, but it's not really yeah. the same. There's a couple of new ones that have come out. Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but there are a few coming out um, for people who used to work for LucasArts. Yeah. There's a new new company out, but yeah. Um, Carl and I played one at E3 last year, funnily enough, though it's in development, and now I've forgotten the name of it, so aren't I great? Yeah. Yep. Actually, the Deponia series, um, Daedalic Games do a lot of point-and-click adventures. Oh, okay. Um, like uh, Edna and Harvey, they have done the Deponia series. Um, and another point-and-click adventure I fucking love to death is Broken Age. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you played that one? I have heard of it. I might have played it a bit, <sighs> but I can't remember. I know the name very well, though. 
that one is really, really pretty. Really pretty. Highly recommend that one. But anyway. Nice. Yes, that's, a, that's enough <laughs> down uh, memory lane, people. But um, You could talk about that for ages. That's right. Um, so I'll quickly give the spiel on where you can find the game train and all that before we roll into the end trains. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so you can find Game Train at facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast. We're on Instagram at Game Train Podcast. We've got a website, www.gametrainpodcast.com. And we're on the Twitter at Game Train Talk. And would you like to just lay down where you um, reside again? Yep. God, so that me and weird. my. <laughs> me and my tentacle friends, we like to hang out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mrs. Lalante, M R S L L A N T E. Um, I'm also on the Twitter and Instagram with the same name. Uh, yeah. Boom. I'm me on Discords and yeah. podcasts, and you'll see me at PAX, no doubt. Yes, that's right. And speaking of PAX, let's roll into our lame love and hype trains, which makes no sense. But. First up, we have <laughs> the lame train. Hit us with your lame train this week. Uh, my lame train is my wife won't give me back my Switch so I can play more Zelda. Yes. <laughs> Looking at you, Elizabeth. Nice one, Elizabeth. Well done. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I mean, I've been on holidays. I don't really know what's going on out there, but uh, yeah. But my personal lame train, I haven't played enough Zelda. Yeah. So first world problem. First world problem, indeed. <laughs> uh, mine, mine is Carl doing his nails. Carl, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Um, no, but really it is um, this year-long exclusivities that um, Call of Duty's got. I find it ridiculous that they've got a year-long thing on this when really these games' lifespan is a year. Um, mm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty disappointing. Really, like Carl's nails. <laughs> I guess that's why he needed to get them done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, <laughs> that's mine. I just don't. Well, I understand like a month on DLC exclusivity, etc. You know, people can handle that. But a year when come October um, next year, the new consoles will be about to roll out. I assume there'll be a new Call of Duty on the new consoles. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a weird one for me. But yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. uh let's cruise on through to the love train. Okay, what have you loved this week? I love my new iPhone 11. Ah, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, so we ordered. Well, I guess part of my my uh, lame train was Optus were assholes, but then I loved them again. Um, because yeah, these came like the day after we ordered them on Optus. So yeah, I've got the new iPhone 11. It's pretty sleek. It fits in my hand cause I got tiny hands. Um, I upgraded from the eight plus, so it's a bit smaller, but I got bigger screen. Mm -hmm. Um, the face ID works really well, even when I've got rich resting bitch face. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you can but apart from that, actually. The one thing, the new iOS, so this is what I really love about it. Uh, the new iOS thing, if you're an Apple person, to transfer everything from my old phone to my new phone, all I had to do was scan um, a ball-like image, 
and then it transferred everything across. So I have all my photos, all my messages, all my passwords, all the apps, every email, even the background. Wow. They changed the name of the phone to exactly the same. It's just, it's as exactly the same phone. <laughs> wow, because like a big pain in the ass is when you do get a new phone is, oh, I've got to remember all the apps I had. Oh yeah. gosh, all the messages are gone. Oh, I've lost half my contacts for some reason. Yeah. 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 So because we get we got new ones to give our kids our old ones and I assumed it was going to be a day long process to sort it all out. I think it took us 2 hours in total to transfer everything over and then delete the old ones and then cuz they've got little iPhone 6s then I was able to transfer all the iPhone 6 stuff onto the 8 Plus stuff using the same system. Wow. So it was it was too easy. For those complaining Apple's too hard, fuck, man, that was so fucking easy. Wow. <laughs> and then, Dan, you know uh, you know when you lose contacts and someone messages you? Yeah. New phone, who dis? Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to do that, so I guess that's a bit of a lame. But... Uh, Overall, really, really enjoying the camera. Like, that's the main reason I wanted this. The camera is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I took some beautiful shots while I was away of the skyline using the new night mode cool. um, with the long exposure time, and it's just it's just beautiful. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm really happy with it. And, yes, I know Samsung probably have done it better before, but uh, I, I do Apple. So you do you, and I'll do me. <laughs> My Samsung phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my love train this week is uh is a pretty cool one you know i got invited onto this little game show called tentacle time which i did last night <laughs> 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 uh that was a lot of fun oh. it was a lot of fun um yeah it was uh it was, it was good times it uh lots of laughs lots of random stuff going on <laughs> you know it, it was it was good it was good so that, that's my love train for this week. Getting invited. On I'm your love train. Getting invited onto that and uh, being able to participate and uh, have a bit of a laugh. Oh, I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I have lots of fun. <laughs> oh, very nervous actually leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, you did so good. Bit, bit anxious about it and stuff like that, but I was I was fine. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things. I was just like, uh, I don't want to sing. I yeah. don't want to sing. I don't want to sing. <laughs> You did really well. You did really well. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping like next year, if like it all goes super well, we could do a live uh, tentacle time at PAX. Oh wow! That was the love train this week. Now let's uh, smash through to that hype train. Hype train. What are you hyped about? Uh. Are we allowed to repeat answers from last week? Because I'm still hype about PAX. I mean, it's only what? Yeah, just change it slightly. Ten days away? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's two weeks. Holy shit. So, yeah, I'm excited to go to PAX. Um, I have been asked to uh, be on this awesome podcast live. <laughs> so, um, apparently, I'll be uh, podcasting with the lovely Callan and Carl. Yes, yeah. At PAX. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's it. That is exciting. We're doing our uh, podcast uh, on the Sunday afternoon at the Audio Technica booth at uh, 1 p.m. E. So if anyone's at PAX and just want to put us off our game, walk past and give us a wave. 
Yeah, and I think I might be even doing something with generosity as well, but I have not confirmed that. So I'm excited if that happens. That's cool. I was actually going to put your name forward to them as well. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, oh, God, I almost forgot my own hype train. Yeah, go for your own hype. <laughs> um, my hype train is The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Last of Us Part 1 is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful game. If you've not played it, it is out on PS Plus this month. Go try it out because Last of Us 2 is coming in February. It looks incredible and I can't wait to see where the story goes. I can see you looking at me when you're saying that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking attacked. at you. No, it, 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 is, it is a fantastic narrative. It's a very cinematic driven game. Uh, Naughty Dog put a lot of effort into the first one and I have no doubt they've put even more effort into the second one. So mm. very excited to see what this is like. And they said it's going to be on two discs. Ooh. But I think one might be just an installed disc and then you plan the second one. I think that's what's going on. But if it's actually the wow. whole game across two discs, that's pretty incredible. But I think it'll be just installed and then, yeah. You, but yeah. Do you discs now? Oh, PlayStation. PlayStation, yep. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. But yes, um, that's it for this week. Thank you again, Mrs. L, at short notice, jumping in for uh, No Fun Nails, Carl. But um, hopefully he'll be back on the train with me next week where we'll be reviewing the Souls-like anime adventure Code Vein. Mm. And we'll be talking a bunch of random stuff on episode 69 of the Game Train Podcast. Episode 69. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I'm surprised you aren't reviewing Colonel Sanders for your 69th episode, really. We, we, we discussed a few different things. Uh, and then we got given a code for Code Vein and we're like, oh, okay, then I guess we're doing Code Vein then. Do that. So that's no what problem. we're going to roll in with that. But um. Again, yes, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. And um, being here on the game train, do you you got any anything else to say to the people, the passengers? Have an amazing day. Make sure you stay behind the line. Keep your hands and, and feet inside the vehicle at all times. And as always, have an amazing fucking day. <laughs> awesome. And on that <laughs> note, thank you so much, everyone. This has been Game Train. Bye. Bye. <laughs>